Hello, I'm Hannah Jenna. And I'm Rachel Johnson, and welcome to Before and After, a body image podcast. We are here to discuss our ideas, perceptions, and beliefs about how we look and how we see others. We'll be looking at research and trends in the world of fitness and nutrition, as well as looking at our own biases related to body image and busting some persistent myths that abound in advertising and on social media. We hope to reach and captivate audiences of all ages and gender. So please help us out by subscribing and sharing. And if you like what you hear, we would very much appreciate you leaving us a review. Happy listening. Hello again, and yet another apology for being slightly late but not as late as the last one, just like a couple of days late. Um, and also apologies in advance. If at any point during this particular episode, I talk either absolute crap or veer off in a direction that I don't know where I'm going because right now my body thinks it's 3 a.m. And as we all know, I'm usually in bed by 9 p.m. So I have very bloodshot eyes. I look like shit. And the only thing keeping me from passing out on the couch <laughs> is this podcast. So there's just, that. I'm just going to add to that. Uh, she looks pretty normal. Oh, and I'm actually kind of, Yeah, I mean, you don't look like shit. I don't even see the bloodshot eyes. But I know you're tired. I'm kind of hoping for like a narcoleptic moment where you actually just fall straight asleep in the middle of I, some of this conversation. I um, did that. I'll ask um, you a question and then... When I, was, when I got to, I, I should add, in case anybody's going like, are you drunk or something? <laughs> Did you become a drug addict? Oh, right. Did you explain I the reason? I just <laughs> flew back in two days ago from from England. So um, adjusting. But when I got to England, I didn't sleep the whole way there because I cannot sleep on planes. And then met a friend. We hung out and then went out for dinner. And I was doing really well. But it got to about 9.30 p.m. And by this stage, I'd been awake for 30 hours. And I legitimately fell asleep in the restaurant and did that whole, like, neck snapping. like. And then she started laughing at me. I was like, okay, I don't think I can fight this anymore. I got to go pass out. (laughs) So, yes, apologies in advance if I lose track of myself. But uh, topic for the day. So I thought about this as I was killing 10 and a half hours on a plane while while people around me slept. I was like thinking about our last um, podcast and what I called it, like, why do I feel disgusting? And I couldn't escape the feeling of kind of feeling really sad that anybody like myself or anybody else Mm. would ever think that about themselves. And like, I really couldn't shake it. I was like, damn, that's kind of, you know, I wanted to like, talk about that and like share the fact that it doesn't really matter what you look like or you know where you're at in life those kind of feelings can come up at any time um and that's an important message to share but then I was like damn I also feel really sad about that that not just me but like almost every female friend client colleague that I've ever been around has talked about Mm -hmm. Those kinds of feelings. Which is partly why I wanted to reframe and telling folks that you actually don't have bloodshot eyes and look like shit right now, because I think that's probably going to play into some of the things we talk about, is that, like, this kind of self-talk is often not based in a reality that other people can see. Either that or, <laughs> or my reality is way more shit than I It's like, oh, yeah, dang, this is normal. Okay, <laughs> got to work on some things. Um, so, yeah, I figured that um, we could kind of continue that conversation and sort of speak to 
as people who train a lot and like obviously do value like you've talked about valuing people noticing you looking mm-hmm. strong um i've talked about valuing kind of being on the leaner side of things which i'm definitely not for me right now um and then what happens when something takes you out of your routine which contributes to those things such as injury because yep. what do you know we are both we injured are both right now dealing with some interesting injuries yeah. and before anybody goes oh that crossfit um if <laughs> <laughs> actually that's true my my injury is pretty solidly not from crossfit I think mine Yours probably, probably is. is, but, but, but not like an acute, crazy CrossFit injury. Um, but don't blame CrossFit, blame me for that. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's not CrossFit's fault in any kind of sport that you do and you work hard at, mm-hmm. at some point, things are yeah. going to get a little tweaked or a little strained or something like that. It is not just CrossFit. It is across the board. Lord knows during the course of my sailing career, I've been way more banged up than I am right now. Yeah. And it's true. I mean, a lot of what our bodies are dealing with at any given time in our life is based on all those other things. So like your CrossFit body is building on all the things sailing already did to your body before you found the sport. Exactly. And so while I sat on this plane, not sleeping while everybody else did, um, thinking about how sad that sort of that statement made me feel I was also sitting there kind of super frustrated because I was in quite a good amount of pain I've been dealing with like some kind of arm shoulder pain that has been slowly crescendoing over several months um and it's I a went a long to... slow crescendo <laughs> well you know me like it doesn't really register until I can like suddenly get to the That's point true. where like I actually cannot you do tolerate pain stuff a lot I know you know I wouldn't for you know for regular thinking folks they probably would have made some changes a good while ago uh for me i was just like ah damn that hurts okay another rep let's go still attached (laughs) um but i was sitting on that pain uh, the plane in pain knowing that i was about to take two weeks off of training yeah which i got i was very curious about that and the, the full intent of the two weeks was firstly you know give myself a little break because I'd kind of been getting a bit too excited maybe with training (laughs) to put it nicely. Oh, that's that's one Um, way of putting it. Yes. You know, I was just having a little too much fun. A little too (laughs) much fun, but that's a good thing. You know, you should do the things you love. Absolutely. Um, And so taking two weeks off of that is kind of a bit like when I started to take the week off between Christmas and New Year's and Mm -hmm. like take it off, like not exercise. It always makes me kind of nervous because I'm like, well, what am I going to do? Like, what happens if, you know, all these ridiculous thoughts immediately come flooding? Like, oh, my God, what if I no longer look like I have any muscles in a week to two <laughs> weeks? Week. And, <laughs> and all of these silly things that I find I know the answers to. Lord knows I've spoken to it enough times on this. And I talk to clients about it every single week. But it's still like that initial, ah! Yeah. And you wonder what's going to happen. And then you think, oh, my God, I'm going to come back and I won't even remember how to pick up a barbell. And it's all very silly because that's not true. And I was, of course, very much hoping that over the course of two weeks of rest, whatever the shoulder thing was, would go away. Right. And I would jump straight back in (laughs) to a way too hard and heavy workout for having had two weeks off and probably make myself super sore. However, I came back and 
dabbled in a few things yesterday at the gym and realized that... I believe we used the word puttered. She puttered about the gym. <laughs> doing no a real plan. A couple things here and a couple things there. And we played a fun game like, does it hurt when you do this? And then try that. Um. <laughs> and unfortunately, the answer was, yes, it does hurt. Pretty much everything things. hurt. <laughs> so now I have a steroid injection for the gains <laughs> yeah. in my shoulder and uh, have to try and be smart. So that in itself... That would be funny if, if the kind of steroid you had was like the kind of steroid to also gains. make you buff. So you'd be like, cool, I'm going to numb my shoulder, get rid of the pain, and it'll build muscle <laughs> If I me. did like no work and suddenly got a gigantic shoulder, that would be weird, but kind of awesome. Hmm. So like that... Rather than kind of coming back from two weeks, hoping that it would feel awesome and jump straight back into it and, you know, be kind of rocking and ready to go. And then yeah, today was kind of like, well, the good thing is, is that it's nothing like crazy that needs surgery because that would be a real bummer. Yeah. But the bad thing is now... I can jump back in and I'm still going to go to the gym and work out. But I have to remember that just because the pain might not be there, it doesn't mean the issue has magically <laughs> gone, which means I'm going to have to adapt the things that I love to do and the things that I'm trying to get and practice. And once again, those default feelings of like, oh, God, yeah, oh, God, what if I lose, you know, because my bit of my body that I love is like arms and shoulders. Yeah. And now I can't use them in the way that I want to for a while if I want to be able to sleep through the night without pain. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it's so interesting because like, you're like, the bad, it's not surgery. That's the good thing. The bad part is you have to now make choices on a daily basis. I mean, already um, today's workout was like running yeah, and shoulder to overhead. This would normally be like and a I came favorite in, of yours. Yeah. And I will, you yeah. know, on a normal day, I would have done the more advanced level, the heaviest stuff. And so this morning I was like, well, maybe I'll just do like the regular RX level and that's light and that'll be fine. And then I got to the gym and Rachel literally gave me one of those looks where she's like, <laughs> really? You can have an injection in your shoulder and now you're going to do this? And I was like, damn it i mean i don't i mean it was just i don't know about shoulder injuries like i i but i was just like okay i was like this is kind of how i'd envision hannah dealing with a with a new injury diagnosis and i was like okay i was like i wonder i don't know what a doctor would say about probably not go and stick a barbell over your head like 50 odd times or something so it's you know a real i'm gonna say it's opportunity for me nice, to nice choice of word there. Opportunity. This, oh my God, everything is going to go to crap and I'm going to lose the favorite part of my body and it's never going to work again. Because um, I know that's yeah. complete BS and that I will be just fine. And now I have to see it as like motivation to be like, okay, we're going to make sure we eat really well so we feel really good about ourselves and we're going to be smart and do mm -hmm. the kind of recommendations from the PT. Because I have a PT appointment at the end of September, yep. which by that stage is not going to be much use. Isn't it? It's amazing. Yes. We've had lots of conversations lately, too, about medical, trying to get appointments and stuff. I can't believe it's that long to get PT. Because you're right. I mean, like, right when someone's injured, that's a lot of time. Yeah. I'm still waiting to see a specialist about my foot, but that's at least the end of this month. Um, which is then when they will tell me if I'm going to do PT, so then I'll be... <laughs> probably getting See, the PT in, in October or November. Yeah. Um, so, 
yes, this whole, you know, I was concerned going to England about taking the time away from training in the gym. I also left feeling like a little bit less than super stoked on how I was just feeling about my own body image. And now Mm. I knew I'm going away for two weeks and I'm going to be, you know, I mentioned there's probably going to be lots of wine drinking or pims and lemonade drinking. Pims. Pims and lemonade. Summertime in England. Gotta have pims. Uh, Although summertime in England kind of was also rainy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You can still have pims to make you happy. (laughs) And, you know, I went through like day after day after day where there was at least one meal that was eating out. Yeah. Um, So I really had to kind of take a deep breath and be like, okay, am I going to fly all of this way to see friends and family that I see once, maybe twice in a year and ruin the whole thing because I can't get out of my own way? Yeah. Or am I going to go, you know what? I'm probably going to be just fine. And even if I feel a little like fluffier, I think it was a term we used or, you know, you know, that the first week back after taking one, even one week off from CrossFit, certainly two weeks, everything's just going to feel a little bit, you know, you're going to breathe a little oh, heavier. Yeah. Everything's going to feel a little heavier. Yeah. Um, I had a barbell in my hands for the first time today doing that workout that you, you scaled and, uh, yeah, I gave myself, I feel like I gave myself Fran lung. It was like the first, like. 10 minutes of hard pushing CrossFit, like cardio mixed with barbell work. And I was like, oh, I'm dying. (laughs) Like, I got to get back into this. So lots to kind of think about and digest in terms of not, for me, getting in my own way and starting to kind of think badly about myself because I want to see this as lots of opportunities to dial in bits where I can Mm -hmm. and know that my shoulders will still look decent and it'll all be fine. And likely any changes nobody will notice anyway. It's true. So it's I much more th- of a feeling. I knew you through the pandemic when, like, you know, barbells were hard to come by, even though you had one in your carport. You didn't lose your shoulders in 2020, so I don't think you'll lose them. They'll be fine. In the next so, months. So, um, with all that being said, that you also have been working mm. around an injury and you've taken time out of CrossFit, not just for injuries purposes, but also to just do different styles of training. Yep how what's come up for you in terms of that so yeah I mean I really uh so my my injury just if if folks listening don't know um I've I've had foot pain for many many years and I was always told it was just a neuroma which is just a bundle of nerves you know in my foot and there's not really much you can do about it um other than actually kind of inject it and just sort of like numb the pain um so I was like, cool, it's pain. It's not awful. I can just kind of push through it. So, so that's keep, not something like, had it been that, it's not something you could like chop out and not really. I mean, and... I think there is something called like a nervectomy or something. There's some, they can go in and just like actually like kill those nerve endings. Um, but no, if you just have a Morton's neuroma, um, you can just kind of deal with it. Um, oh, okay. So that's what I thought it was. And then finally got a new doctor, kind of was telling him this story um, as part of my history. And he was like, you know, that's weird. Like, I don't think you should just straight up live with pain. Like, that's not something I recommend anyone just sort of accept. And he was like, all right, so let's like actually do some more tests. Because I told him what some podiatrists had done in the past with these injections of, I think it was like cortisone, Mm -hmm. not steroids or... um, 
and they didn't work. So he was like, that tells me something. We're going to get an MRI. So what I found out was actually it's not nerve related. It's actually plantar plate tearing. So the ligament that holds my toes to the rest of my foot. Who needs your toes Who anyway? Um, I mean, I'm living yeah, proof. Exactly. You can you, lose a you're few. You're losing and... a few toes every other week, it seems, these days. So, um, But yeah, so the, the this ligament is has just experienced like 20 years of like micro trauma. Um you know, some may be related to what I do in the gym, but more than likely it's from my life of like backpacking and hiking and um, things where, yeah, my feet have to be on uneven ground and stuff like that. So um, I'm sure the running and jumping and all the kinds of sport don't help. But um, so, yeah, so I've got this new diagnosis, which is like same kind of good, bad thing you were describing, which is like, oh, now the choice is on me to like it's something I know I can fix, so I have to, like, figure out how to fix it um, while we wait around for the doctor's appointments where they'll tell us kind of more what to do. So I just sort of elected to stay as much off my toes as possible on that side, which basically meant, um, similar to you, giving up all my favorite things, which is back squatting and deadlifting and pistols and um, all the lower body stuff. Um, so... That was hard because I also feel like from the standpoint of my my body and my nutrition, like those muscles are a huge part of my muscle mass. So that's what helps me, you know, just burn energy. I love having big muscles and a big, you know, strong lower body. And I was like, I'm going to lose it. I'm going to lose my legs. I'm going to like lose all my squatting strength. Um, and as much as Don't I... worry, you'll still out-squat me, even if you <laughs> lost all of your squatting strength. Well, here's this. Maybe you get to start focusing on squatting now when I can't. We'll even out. We're always going to be, like, the perfect combo athlete. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I I still really have that anxiety. Like, I felt like I was like, oh, I need to tell my nutrition coach, and I probably need to, like, eat way less. Because I also can't walk as much as I normally would um, with the foot injury, since walking and running hurts it. So... Lots of anxiety around that, and that's still, like, a daily thing. Um, the upside that I've had now in the last couple, like, it's almost been, like, a month and a half at least, um, is that I focused on my shoulders. So I've been doing fun gymnastics programming, and that's actually going really well. So I've sort of got this new thing I'm excited about, which is Gymnastics Girl Summer. Um but it's weird, even as that's going well, I still sort of struggle with this anxiety about um, kind of feeling like I need to eat less because I'm working with like smaller muscles mm-hmm. and that, you know, not throwing around the big weights and not running and rowing and doing double unders like the bigger, I don't know how, why they feel like bigger cardio movements. Um, yeah, like I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. So I'm like, oh, I need to take food away. Is like you know what you fa- should like, use? That's where my brain goes. And I saw this machine because um, in my two weeks off, I went to a gym once and it was mostly because I wanted to use the sauna and steam room. It was a rainy <laughs> morning and I was like, I don't know what else to do. I'm going to go. So I didn't do anything like interesting or crazy. But in the gym, okay. Globo Gym set up, yeah. they had one of those like shake plate thingies. <gasps> Oh my gosh, a shake pl- <laughs> like where you stand on yeah, it you and stand the whole on thing it. moves. And like I want really wanted to go on it, but I, I like I hate Globo gyms because I don't know how to work machines. Oh, I know, and I don't want to be that I, moron that, that gets idiot, like yeah. launched or like trapped Absolutely. or something. And somebody's probably video. But I was you like walking past and it, like, like, why does this not happen? What do you do on it? I don't know. 
Are you just like like I don't know, like you back stand? squat, like you. Oh, you don't like do. I mean, I guess like while it was jiggling, you could be squatting or whatever, or trying to drink your Starbucks just to see if you could. (laughs) Drink your Starbucks just to see if you could. That's what I would do on it. (laughs) But I would have loved to have been there when you ask the person, like, could you show me how to use this machine? And they give you a whole rundown, and then you just stand on there drinking your coffee (laughs) with your hand shaking. (laughs) That would also, I don't know whether it would be like, I think it would be a hilarious thing, but it would also maybe if you were feeling in a bad spot about your body image, I'm not sure standing no. on like a plate a that makes plate? all your jiggly bits jiggle. I mean, that's usually gonna that's be like good. basically what I mean, you see those videos of like women exercising in like back in the 30s and 40s and they would basically do that. They'd stand on a platform, they'd loop like a giant rubber band around their bum or their waist and it would just shake, like, yeah. like jiggle the fat away. And I was like. Oh, that would, that's what a shape, I mean. Because I, I mean, really all it's doing is all like my wobbly bits would be moving <laughs> your body fat while your muscles are just like, what, what are we, what's happening here? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to look up that machine and like figure out why somebody but it marketed stop, that. It, like it stopped me in my tracks because I was like, wow, that's still a thing. But oh okay, my goodness. Cool. Like, yeah, like I, 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 I'm a smart person and I cannot think physiologically what that would do other than like when we do things like. You know what it would dangling do? a kettlebell from a barbell, which is like chaos training, right? Like, but that's different. it would make you laugh so hard <laughs> that you would like get off of it with a six pack. That would be amazing. Laughing. I mean, so that's, maybe yeah. In the next core mobility class, you should consider well, how to create a shake plate. Yeah, and then we can just laugh our asses off. And I mean, that has happened in Sunday classes when because our class is just delightful and. Laughing does make the core work harder. So, so there you go. Anyway, I interrupted you with jiggle plate shakiness. Um, oh, I was talking about cardio. So yeah. So I mean, my anxiety is just it, it is. It's around food because I think you know earlier in the year when we were doing the open and training for quarterfinals, I was like eating a lot, and I was in you know I was just in this really cool mode of like feeling so well fueled. Um, then I went through a little bit of a cut and went to Ecuador and was focusing on things not big lifting. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like I'm, I think in theory now working on like maintenance calories, but it's like figuring out what maintenance looks like with this new kind of training. Um, and I don't know, like my body doesn't feel trashed the way like sometimes, you know, a lot of CrossFit will like just you know, not trashed in like a bad way, but just you feel tired, you feel sore, you're... I was definitely yeah. like pretty trashed by the time right. I Maybe got on the plane like the right word to there. London. Yeah. I was definitely like, yeah. if I wasn't choosing to take a break, I feel like something would have been Your like, you are taking you a break. Anyway, I mean, yeah. the shoulder was kind of the hint, but like, yeah, I hint. was definitely <laughs> getting to the point where I was like not recovering yeah yeah and breaking down as a result of it rather than building up and i think that's also something like i still have not yet come to terms with the Mm -hmm. fact that i'm 40 plus and that actually maybe taking two rest days in a week would enable me to improve and feel better and recover better rather than like yeah beat myself to the point where i almost feel like i'm getting sick right Right, exactly. And and you've, I mean, you've talked about that on the podcast before. Like, your body has ways of letting you know. It's probably different than, like, everybody's going to be different in terms of, like, how their body lets them know that. Like, I have been, since I've been training mostly gymnastics, so we're talking, like, basically 
every day or every other day, I'm just pushing and pulling. So handstand push-ups, bar muscle-up work, like weighted chin-ups and pull-ups and things like this. And because I wasn't feeling sore, like in a workout where you're slinging a light barbell for like 100 reps, which just, you know, drastically increases soreness, um, I wasn't sure what to pay attention to in my body. I was like, what, like, do I take a rest day when I'm just doing what just quote unquote, just doing like gymnastics work. Um, but what I started feeling was my biceps tendonitis coming back Mm -hmm. and like stuff around my elbows. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is what overuse injuries, like this is how they start. Right. Like I couldn't do nine, you know, what it felt like 90% of the things that were being programmed in the gym. I was just focusing on what, you know, didn't involve my foot at all. And yeah, basically started feeling like I got to be careful because um, now there might be other injuries if I mm-hmm. keep going down this road. So I, too, have been figuring, trying to figure out what rest days look like. And actually, my nutrition coach just today gave me mandatory two low days of eating. And part of that, they're not super low, but part of that is to help with my anxiety around the food and the days where I feel like I'm eating more, but also to like encourage rest days. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to be pushing hard, trying to work on bar muscle ups every single day, which I know you know well. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> what it's like to want to work on bar muscle ups when every you're single also day. doing like I think like I honestly think this little incident originated with I'd started to get back into bar muscle up work with a vengeance, and then. <laughs> We got into Murph training. Oh, yeah, that's with right. Avengers. It was Mur- Murph training. That makes and sense. And I did back off the bar muscle up stuff just a little bit because all of a yeah. sudden our pulling volume just went up a lot and I was doing yeah. it all vested. And then, you know, you do Murph and then I was straight back into bar muscle up work, even though it was very painful. Yeah. And that's probably what the straw that broke the camel's back, just like yeah. not listening and not paying attention but I also know that that is a part of forever I will be kind of either completely or, you know, borderline addicted to something because it's part yeah. of my personality. Yeah. And I would much rather be, you know, and I, that's another thing about like taking these breaks, yeah. like a week or two weeks just off mm-hmm. is proving to myself that I can go cold turkey. <laughs> And not cold going, giving up muscle up training, cold turkey. Like, I hope people out there are sort of laughing at us because that, but it's true, right? Like, I mean, we get fixated on things um, that we want to achieve and it does become an addiction. Like, I feel like I don't have the probably the, the history of that that you do, but I definitely, the fixation on something is just, it's real. And I feel like CrossFit, I don't know if I have that or have had that. And until I started training CrossFit, right? Like, there's just so many things on the list, the wish list of stuff I want to do. I mean, like, it's it's an important thing to be aware of. And, like, I know with, like, my history and, like, the ability or the, like, kind of need to be hooked on something that I was literally doing, you know, getting above the bar and would almost have tears in my eyes because of the pain. Yeah. And rather than stopping... I would just sit down for like a minute, suck it up and And do do it again. Do another rep. Yeah. And there was a couple of times where I'd get in the car afterwards and I was like, I can't actually 
hold on to the steering wheel right now. So I'm just going to sit here and take a few deep breaths and some Advil. And then we're going to do it all again yeah. tomorrow. I do feel like it would be <laughs> fascinating to like spend a, a day or two in your body. Oh, God. Because I am like, I you am, just I am like, terrible at doing? pushing through pain, right? Like I don't have the history of the professional sports that, you know, required you to basically ignore everything for like sheer survival and like competition out there in the ocean um not many of us i think have you know have a lot of that in our lives so like i i'm just i'm i'm i listen to my inner bitch a lot more than you do i think right like i i'm not good if i'm in pain if i tear my hands i'm just like i'm a whip i just like i'm like ah oh, cool i'll give that 5 days to heal i won't you know touch a bar um, it is I a just really don't want things to thing. hurt. I would, you're like, I can push through this pain. I would love to like experience like I would love to know. That would be yeah, so fascinating. You trade. Right. You, you be wrong. in a body that gives up super easily. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. But look, I'm still can do all the things and they feel good. Sometimes it takes longer, but you can do them. <laughs> yeah. I I think you would give me back within a day. <laughs> I mean, probably. Like, I, I I don't have no enough thanks. ibuprofen at home right now. I'd have to stock up to to be a, a day in Nana's body. You'd be, you'd join like I was saying to Rachel. Like I now officially feel like old or American <laughs> because when I went to pick up my prescription today, I picked up not one but two. And I'm like, I am now one of those officially medicated yeah. American citizens. And I'm like, damn it, all the prescriptions. One of those and, is for migraines, I want to point well, out, not just true. damage I've done but, to myself. I mean, and that is very American, you're right, because pain, <laughs> general like pain, pain and specific pain is, is, is the thing in this country in terms of, uh, yeah. Um, That's why I've got to hope and pray that I don't actually ever, like, severely injure myself, because I would oh. never take opioids. I was just going to say it, you're right, screwed. if you were in, like... A surgery situation with your shoulder, I'm sure I'd they would offer you a prescription of Vicodin or Ox. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they give for what types of surgeries, but I'm sure they would offer you good, good, the good Knowing stuff. Knowing myself, um, I would have to say no and oh, wow. then really deal with the pain. Not that I've been addicted to drugs, but anyway, don't, mom and dad, no, don't but, panic. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, like, but you're right. I know it's me. Just an and if I was thing. like, yeah. especially like post surgery in yeah. pain and unable to do anything yeah. in the gym. I would probably be in a difficult You'd be, place. Yeah, that would put and me mentally in like, a dark place anyway. Made me feel better. Yeah. I don't no, trust I that. feel similar. Even just my history with cigarettes, I, I would worry too about opioids myself. Um, so that is another thing that like crossed my mind with this. I was like, damn, like if I injure myself to the point of surgery because I stupid ass doesn't listen to all the warning signs then that's going to be way worse to deal with than a couple of months of the inconvenience of not being of able like to modifying, yeah. throw stuff over my head or go upside down and bash my head off the floor to do handstand yeah. push-ups. <laughs> um, so, yeah. yeah. We're, we're going to try and be smarter. We're going to try. I like it. Well, I mean, I saw you today. You did not do the shoulder to overhead. You modified to some lovely um very nice form looking proper dumbbell rows which were challenging for you still you said oh yeah those, those were challenging yeah and this is always a workaround right just like there's always a scale yep there's always a workaround and uh, hey maybe my shoulders will look better for it 
I mean, you can do bodybuilding. I mean, that's what I did. Focus on like, you could do, can do dumbbell curls hurt? You could just do all the curls for the girls and the rows. It's true. You could just build up other muscles. I mean, that's what I did when I damaged my neck and I couldn't like. Oh, that's right. That's when you did that like time of the functional bodybuilding. The Thunder Thunder Bros. That's right. Yes. (laughs) We did that. Yeah. It was kind of fun. I just get bored of just like, I'm just going to sit here and curl for multiple sets yes and then if you actually i remember that programming that if you actually like follow it exactly and you take all of the rest time all in the between rest, the sets it's like, like a it literally took like two hours to oh, do yeah. one session legit like, bodybuilders oh. are in the gym like two three hours like they all those sets and you're right because there's so much rest programmed which is you're supposed i mean yeah it, i mean it, that's how that's purpose. why it works um for what its purpose is but yeah you, you don't get in and get out real quick with and like I would start each session like like this is gonna be great you know I'm gonna get yeah. strong and after about like forty minutes I was like and I'm bored I'm so bored I'm really bored <laughs> there's no one to kind of side eye and compete with or there's nothing that I can compare oh you myself sh- well, to you should have gone to do it in a globo gym there's plenty of side eye and like throws around that like- was actually that was amusing <laughs> when I went to the gym that one time in England um, I. Again, I had no plan. I just kind of walked in and I was like, we'll see which machines work. So I did like 20 minutes on a spin bike. The saddles are so uncomfortable. Oh, I yeah. literally the entire time I was like, why do people ride bikes? This is very painful. Yep. And then I decided to, I was tempted by the jiggle machine, but didn't know how to work it. <laughs> so I then went and decided to do some bench pressing. And it was very weird because obviously I'm used to benching off of the rigs and roll of the barbell forwards and I usually have a spot oh, on when yeah, it's kind yeah. of heavy. What kind of, did, this, was it like this, a bench machine or? It wasn't a machine. It, it was, you know, like sort of a barbell in a stand, but you literally had to push it straight up. There was no kind of like rolling it like you usually do. And you know, like how you oh, get, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like a, if you just was watching a bunch of Wimbledon in England and every single tennis player has a different kind of setup for their serve. Yes. Every single Olympic lifter has a different, different way of setup. approaching the yeah. barbell. You know, I have a way that I roll the barbell in my you're right my bench press bench to the press. front yeah. of the hooks and then <clears throat> off it comes and that wasn't there so I was already discombobulated <laughs> and of course in a global gym you can't use chalk and it was kind of humid in there and I was like not that you really need chalk for a bench press but there's something comforting Somehow about it's part like, of your routine I don't it's, have a yeah. spotter this is not like my usual setup and then I was like don't be a little bitch so I decided to go like 10 8 6 4 2 on the reps and just build and wait so by the time I got to I think the round of six I put like the big plates on, which I think were 20 kilos each. And they had, there was like these two or three guys in the corner doing, I don't know, mostly standing, talking about That's what reps. I also love about Globo Jams, mostly people I don't know, actually standing I around. I see them do my, I think one of them did a couple of sit-ups. So I was like, good job. So I like put on the big plates and immediately there was kind of like they start side pay, eye. They started paying attention. And I was like... Don't fuck it up now, Hannah. <laughs> I mean, 20 I, kilos. That's like 40, 45-ish yeah, pounds, like 48-ish yeah. pounds, That's like nothing. That. That's your warm-up weight. That's It was not a, It was not like a heavy weight, but I was just like, okay. This, this whole setup had thrown me off, and so I like, benched it a few times. And then as I kind of re-racked, I like, just happened to look their way, and they did that immediate, like, look away, pretend you weren't looking. Pretend you weren't watching that girl bench press. And then I added some more, and one of them couldn't even side eye anymore. Side eye anymore. It was just direct, like, what the hell? I'm like, well, yeah. Want to bench with me, bro? Yeah. <laughs> it is, it, yes. Our, 
And then I saw what I did have to like this. This was the competitive part that I introduced to the scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Did you go up and ask them what they bench? (laughs) Tempting, but but no. So uh, they were on. I don't even know what the name of this machine is. It was not a machine. It's like a contraption where it had kind of handles and like a backrest. And he seemed to be sort of dangling from the handles sort of leaning his back against the pad and then doing knee raises. Oh, yeah, like one of those like little weird ab machines where you can do... Yeah, yeah there you was... can hang or you can put your arms here. Yeah, and you just there was no way you could like up. add weights, but you were kind of doing <clears throat> knee raises, but yeah. sort of... One of those contraptions that has a whole bunch of different handles. Yeah. Apparently you so can be in it in like I had... eight different ways, yeah. It was like a cage. I was kind of curious. I was yeah. like, I don't really know what you're meant to do with this, but he did knee raises. Like hanging ab work. So I was like, well... I'm going to see your hanging knee raises with a back support, and I'm going to raise you to strict, strict toes to bar. bar. Of course you do. <laughs> so I was like, there's like a couple of sets of 10 strict toes to bar, and I could just see, like, now they, they, were, they had moved position mm-hmm. to another place where they were having a conversation near a machine. I was like, you know that you have to actually do They're, something? I love it. Like, <laughs> you can't just stand near a machine and hope that it's going to happen. It's effect. exercise by osmosis. You just sit next to the machine. So the bros were like, there was kind of enough mirrors. And that's another weird thing because I'm not oh, used mirrors. to mirrors. That's like, so weird. Like the gaze was kind of bouncing off the different mirrors. And I was like, oh, this is way more fun than actually having a plan. I'm just going to see I how mean, many side eyes I can get. in some ways, yes. Competing in your brain with random strangers in a globo gym can be really fun. Um, because of the mirrors, actually, like in the there's a gym at, at campus where I where I work and um, the mirrors are pretty much all most of the out, outer walls of the big rectangular space have mirrors. And it's so weird because like all the cardio machines are set up facing the mirrors, like right Ooh. next to the mirrors. So if you are on an elliptical or a treadmill or one of their like they actually have a couple of those like a true form runners, you're just staring at your own face in the mirror, like two feet in front of you. And then you can see the whole rest of the gym. So if you're just like cruising, like warm up or whatever on a treadmill, you can just watch everybody in the mirror. It's very bizarre. I did discover as well, because they had a, one of those like air runner thingies. And it wasn't like a brand I know. It was kind of cool because you could actually adjust the like... um what, what do I need here? Like resistance? Yeah, the resistance oh, on the thing. So you could literally put it up really high and you you held the handles and then you were basically just like walking. You know, it was really hard to like oh, pull the belt thing. Huh. Um, and then I put it back to nothing and I realized that those things are freaking terrifying. Oh, Because I was running so hard. way too far forward. Oh, yeah. Because I got it, like, scared. It runs away from you underneath trouble. For you, anybody who yeah. doesn't know what we're talking about, it's like, it's a person, rather than like a treadmill where the belt's being moved by like a, a motor and you can control yeah. the speed, this is like completely operated by your feet and it curves up at the front. So the more yeah. forward you are, the faster the belt's going to move because mm-hmm. your foot is hitting the pad and then yeah. going downhill. But it sets off and it picks up speed really so fast. fast. So then yeah. you get super scared about flying off the back of it. Mm-hmm. So you go more forwards, which makes it go even faster. And at one yeah. point I was like, I don't know what to do. When they started using those more in like CrossFit competitions. So all of a sudden, I, I don't know if they use the assault runner, true form. There's a whole bunch of different versions of them now. But they started using them in competition. And I would watch the athletes and they look so smooth and comfortable. And then I would go in and try to use it. And I'm like, this is... Like, you really have to figure out where to put your feet mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't, like, it 
yeah, like you start running faster and faster. You like, I don't know, it, it's way different than I thought it would feel. Um, and then it's also when you're staring at yourself in the mirror while you're losing your Looking mind terrible. on that <laughs> machine. Oh, this is it's like great. Like... So I just pulled off a massive flex by benching a strict toes to bar. Mm-hmm. And now I'm about to fall off the back of a machine. Yeah, I have no idea have how to control you from the true form runner instead. So, <laughs> But anyway, we digress. <laughs> so uh, I did promise you that would happen. Back yes. to um, sort of the original yeah. theme. I, I have, I have a question for you. Go, oh. go where you're going, but I've got a question. I want to bring us back to some food stuff, too. Eventually. Well, I had a question for you, too. Oh, all right. So hit me up. You, want you me go, go first. first? Okay. Go first. I mean, I don't know if this is something you thought of, but what I've been really thinking about, like I said, the sort of anxiety for me is around like food because mm-hmm. like I've never had to change my training this much. And so I think I know what it's like to fuel myself or the certain kinds of training and I'm realizing now like I don't so like I mean what do you have plans to like change your food at all in in a world where you're not doing the same level of CrossFit like how would you like talk to a client about like a pretty dramatic change in the kind of training they do related to like the food and fuel piece of it so I actually was having an interesting conversation with a new client about that today um and sort of the competing demands of in this case it's not an injury but there's like two different sports this Ah, person wants to be involved with and they kind of require entirely different body types oh and entirely different fuel (laughs) so that's going to be an interesting kind of puzzle but for me i mean with what i've got going on like i can still run just fine yeah um double unders should be okay um you know, I can use pretty much every machine in the gym. There's yeah. a little discomfort, so maybe not quite at the top intensity, but I can still do it. Yeah. Um, I can still do, like, all the strength stuff involving legs. Like, I was sn- snatchy stuff. I'm going to lay off for a little while. Yeah. Doing shoulder to overhead with a barbell. I'm going to try and lay off for a little while. Squats and stuff don't feel like obviously legs are fine yeah i haven't tried back squat yet front squat today felt decent right we were doing them from an awkward position like in the hole so starting from the bottom so that initial kind of like drive out of the bottom without having any momentum i could definitely feel a little kind of like niggle but Mm -hmm. it's not like terrible so honestly i don't think for me much is gonna change yeah um I'm definitely going to use this time, like I said, just to, and this is one point I'm going to make when we get on to kind of like ways to navigate and get out of one of these kind of slumps of feeling crappy about yourself. I'm definitely going to tighten up my nutrition a little bit. Yeah. Um, less treats, less sort of careless <laughs> eating, um, much more emphasis on just like good quality, healthy food. Mm-hmm. And that, like part of that is also just on the back end of a vacation where I haven't yeah. eaten like I usually do and I haven't trained like I usually do. Um, I didn't gain or lose a single pound right. when I was I, away. I'm sure in those two weeks I, I imagine um, that, yeah. Because I, I realized that I'm, like I think you mentioned the last podcast, that even when I feel like I've been really bad, it's a long way from being really typical bad for a lot of people yeah and it's kind of fascinating to go out and eat with and be around people who don't train in the way that I do and 
have not like really ever dialed in or paid attention to or sort of focus on the importance of yeah good nutrition this is not to say that people that i've just spent time with eat really poorly or don't care it's more just like you know thinking about have i eaten enough protein today like what do i need to prioritize before i go dive into Mm -hmm. the bowl of chips or whatever um so i realized that without thinking about it without trying or being purposeful about it i just naturally kind of regulate what i eat pretty well and like i know that if i'm going out for dinner then i'm probably going to eat a little less during the day i know that like there may be something that i would want to eat but if it's just like feels just like a lot that's not got enough protein or it's not got vegetables anywhere i'm not gonna pick it because as much as it may feel great in the moment afterwards i'm gonna feel like shit yeah and it's not worth it to me so it was really intriguing to kind of see that without having to try there's just this sort of it and i i definitely had treats that's not to say that i went there and i just ate (laughs) salad because it's not the case um but yeah it was kind of fascinating to see how you still make good decisions how much even when i'm not feeling like i'm being mindful about it there's still like yeah just it's how i operate yeah yeah i definitely i've been thinking about like a little bit around, I guess, not just, you know, how much I'm eating and do I need to change that based on, you know, the kind of training I'm doing now, but also like food quality. So I think I'm similar, right? Like we make, we just tend to make better choices. You know, it's a habit now, right? Like I eat broccoli all the time, broccoli, spinach, those are things I eat every single day. Um, But I've also been thinking about like, since, you know, my injury is like a ligament injury, and connective tissue, you know, it's really different than healing muscle or even healing bone. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I need to like up the the micronutrients, I guess. So I'm like trying to make a concerted effort in the next couple months too of like more different kinds of like fruits and vegetables. Let's see how that goes. Like, you know, it, it, it certainly can't hurt for me to like increase that variety. I was very excited to find but... these little cherry plums today. Yeah. Well, it's it's stone fruit season, which I love. It's my favorite fruit season. So, yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that, right? Like, there may not be direct correlation to, like, cherry plums, um, you know, healing ligaments and things like that. Can you imagine? That'd be (laughs) amazing. But I feel like, you know, just also thinking about that, like, you know, being extra intentional about, like, the variety of things that I'm eating, too. Um, Yeah. Cool. So my question okay. to you, which you may have almost slightly covered there, but like when you or if you have a sort of period of time where you feel a bit like Ugh, maybe you see a photo from the wrong angle or you just sort of have <laughs> one of those days where you're probably retaining some water and you just feel like a big gigantic blob, even though nobody on the outside could possibly see any difference from the previous day um what strategies do you use to try and like notice and name it and Mm -hmm. change the path before you get into like a spot where you're just beating yourself up yeah um funny enough i i kind of did a little of that this morning um so i with my check-ins and, um, with my coach, like I still do pictures, like body pictures that I submit with my check-ins only a, 
every couple weeks or something. I don't, I don't, I don't even really have to do them, I guess, if I don't want to. Um, but I feel like I have a really poor perception of even like believing photographic evidence. <laughs> so this Just morning, take this photo, but it's not true. Damn it. Yeah. Like this morning, um, I was, I did the photos. I was, and, and Jeff was there and I was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, you are, you're looking really different. Like you're looking really lean, this and that. And like, and I was like, really? Like, I feel like these look exactly the same. And then just for, you know, comparison to like check myself, I, I pulled up some photos from like six months ago and like even went back to like the, like 2020 when I first started working. And it's like, you know, I don't like, necessarily publicizing before and after photos or like you know making them about uh, the spectacle of it or anything but that is still a really good reminder for me Mm -hmm. like I look at other like photos and I'm like oh yeah I I need to keep telling my brain like you cannot deny that those two pictures are really different um and the weights you know the number on the scale is not necessarily what I'm talking about because like there are definitely some photos where I know the number was exactly the same but it's more like my even like my confidence in the picture like my face and um things like that so so that's one strategy I still use um but honestly I mean I feel like I kind of have to admit like I'm not great at walking myself back like I don't know I don't I think I have great strategies other than that because sometimes I just have to like feel it and I'm just bummed for a few days um usually it's something I something cool that I do that pulls me out of it like mm-hmm. um which is why it's fun to kind of keep building new skills and like achieving you know different things at the gym or focusing on different things because then there's like this new batch of like exciting things that you can be like well at least I can still do that today but you wore um, the shorts Oh yeah, I'm I'm wearing I'm wearing a lot more shorts actually. Well, probably because we're having like you know an actual heat wave here and it's hot and I feel yeah, but I am. This is definitely the summer of shorts as well, regardless of how I feel because I also feel so ridiculous about the amount of shorts I now have. (laughs) Thank you, Fleo Addiction and uh, other like now it's like other companies where I just got to wear the damn clothes that are sitting in my drawer. (laughs) so i think like for me and like what i'm about to say is like all stuff that i found helpful for me yeah and lord knows i've had enough days of like oh my god i hate what i I see um the first um, most important thing i try and do is not react like in that moment see yourself in the mirror Mm. see yourself in a picture and before you even start to go, ah, <laughs> or delete your entire social media, or throw out all mm-hmm. of your shorts and crops and vow to never be seen in anything other than a bed sheet, take a breath. Wow. I and feel then- like you just got real specific there and gave us all an insight into what your actual inner monologue <laughs> is. Because, like, yeah. Okay. That's how <laughs> Hannah feels, people. I'm like a duck on the surface. Totally casual. <laughs> the feet underneath are underneath, just going a mile a like, minute, ah! ready to throw away all your so, clothes and wear a bed sheet. If, apparently, if, if, 
<laughs> if you ever get to try on my body, you get that part I will too. get that anxiety too. I mean, that's different than my anxiety. So it'll be an interesting experience. <laughs> I feel like you would just, I would just hear laughter coming from your house. Like what in the hell is going on with this bitch? Um, so trying to take back some control. Now, obviously if you have like a super deep, you've said like it could take you a couple of days yeah. to get out of a funk. Um, for some people, it's a lot longer. Some people, it's more of a fleeting thing. But like, think about something, like one thing that you could do that gives you control back over kind of about mm. to lose control. Now, that could be something like, okay, I'm going to eat at least like two servings of vegetables today. Yeah. I'm going to go and drink a protein shake. I'm going to go to the gym, even if. I just go and do something that's like just moving. Even if you go to just putter. <laughs> stand on a jiggle machine. You stand on that jiggle machine because you left the house and you jiggle. Damn it. We got to find a gym here with one of those machines. I want to go figure I'm gonna it out. I'm going to look for one on yeah. eBay. I want one in my house. I want to watch movies while jiggling. Oh my goodness. And be able to report that it does absolutely nothing. Other than make you laugh, maybe. <laughs> make the wobbly bits wobble. And probably find parts of you that you didn't even realize wobbled. So maybe it might yeah. make me feel worse. Yeah. But I'm willing to try <laughs> for the purposes of the podcast. Um, so once you've figured out, like, and don't give yourself, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to eat perfectly. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to just one right. thing. Don't, you're set, don't like, set yourself up for more places where you could fail. Maybe. And it could like, be yeah. something that seems almost better. Like, if it seems so simple that it's almost, like, silly, that's probably a good place to start. Like something okay. that you can achieve so you like can go, I feel good about that. The next thing I'm going to say, like usually I want to stay in the positive, but this is kind of like, I don't know what the word for like reverse positivity. I don't know. It's kind of okay. roundabout yeah. positivity. But when you're in a real funk about how you're feeling about yourself, it can be really hard. Like if somebody says, all right write me a list of you know all the things that are going to make you feel good because in that moment you're probably mm. going to be blank and there's yeah. not going to yeah, be many things be hard exercise. that make you feel good but what you likely can come up with is a list of things that are going to make you feel worse right oh yeah oh. so something I like, like this okay. she's about to encourage us to like wallow yeah <laughs> so if you're in this funk and you're like oh my god before don't I'm not suggesting you actually do any of these things this is something to do before you even contemplate doing these things so I came up with some things like you know looking at pictures of somebody who you may think has the perfect body whether that's somebody mm. you know mm -hmm. or scrolling through the CrossFit Games athletes that you follow on Instagram who are wearing the damn short shorts and there's not an ounce of cellulite and six packs like yeah some looking at pictures of people who you idolize or you you kind of want to have their figure wearing something like the really short shorts mm. that's just going to make you feel self-conscious wearing like a crop top or you know just anything that just fits a little tighter or covers a little bit less that's probably going to make you feel worse mm -hmm. sitting around on the couch all day watching rom-coms might sound like that, a good that idea. That would not make me feel worse. That would be amazing. Even by the end of the day, if you did nothing apart from sit on your ass and watch TV all day, I don't know, that would make me feel <laughs> like worse. I mean, it'd be nice in the moment, but at the end of the day, I'd be kind of like, damn it, I did nothing today. I just sat on my ass. And yeah, I, feel I mean, even, I, I probably would have some now regrets. Now I feel worse about myself. But... And eating shit. 
right? Again, in the moment, brief high, but then afterwards, yeah, we've all had those days you know where we've gone to like. town on the treats, and by the end of the day, you're just like, oh god, I feel disgusting. Mm-hmm. So once you've got your list of like all of the or like stepping on the scale, probably not a good idea. If yeah, you're in a when fun. you're feeling that way, that's I true. literally put a post on my like coaching threads that I'm playing with now this morning (laughs) talking about like before you do something like stand on the scale what do you plan to do with that data yeah what are you going to do with it because if you're in any way in a bit of a funk and you just stand on it without having context for it it could literally make or break your day because if you if it says a good number and then you go oh I can eat whatever I want today and then the next day it jumps up because you just ate things that ate way too much salt or something yeah, yeah. then it's gonna make it a worse day the next day or if it the number is higher it's gonna completely trash you so all of these things now you've got your list of things that are gonna make me feel worse yeah and while that sounds like a really shitty thing to do we now have a way of like building our day and knowing like for today these are the things we are absolutely not going to do. Hmm. So from that, what can we do? And maybe that means you have to turn your freaking phone over and not look at it for the yeah. day. Maybe that means, okay, all right, I can go buy myself a green juice. Maybe that's the one thing that's going to be like, okay, I did something positive. And what you typically find is like, if you start by doing that one super simple thing that is not on your list, yeah, because it's the good thing to do, it then starts to open the door of like, okay, that felt good. You know, it's a bit like if you've ever been out and drunk a little too much. <laughs> Never done it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking what? about. Drunk and too much kombucha? The next or... <laughs> day you feel horrendous and you like vow never to drink again and yeah. for a couple of days afterwards, you clean your act up and there's no booze and you eat really well and you drink tons of water and you feel like a whole new freaking person. Fortunately, most of us don't learn that. Then go repeat it. But, um, right. you know, you take control of a few yeah, things and absolutely. you feel and really good. And then you're like, I don't to, like, want take to back feel control. like that because that's a shitty place. I want to feel like this because I did a few things that feel really, really good. So by... Actually, like, visualizing all the stuff that's going to make you feel worse, it's much easier to kind of navigate around. It's like going to the grocery Hmm. store without a plan, without a list, without having thought about your food. You're going to probably end up buying crap. Yeah. When you have a plan and you have a list and you've mapped it out, well, now you're likely to be able to navigate the grocery store successfully. So, by putting down the bad shit, it kind of, like, makes it a lot easier for you to access, okay, what is the good stuff that I could potentially do yeah. with myself today? Yeah. Interesting reverse Gives psychology. You back that control. And like that question that I posed this morning on my threads is like, what do you plan to do with that data? That doesn't just have to apply to a number on the scale. Like if you're yeah. about to go like, I look like shit, I'm going to look at Instagram and all the people I follow. Like we talked many episodes ago about our Instagram feeds and what showed oh, yeah. up based on who we follow. And like, yes. mine is literally loaded with people who are curation. jacked and tan. And, you know, certainly recently when I've been feeling less jacked and tan, especially after England, that sucks the tan out of a, anyone. Um, if I 
am about to open up my Instagram and start scrolling, if I ask myself that question, like, okay, cool, but what what am I going to do with that? When I see somebody who I'm like, damn it, I want to look like that. Is that helpful to me right here, right now? Maybe on a good day, like, yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. It's like motivation, inspiration, whatever I want it to be. On a bad day, maybe that's the thing that makes me freaking want to hide under the duvet and cry. So understanding, like, what do I plan to do with the results of my next action? It gives you kind of a moment to check in and be like, that's probably not a good action because I don't have... A reasonable yeah, answer. You don't have a plan what do for at, what you're going to do with it afterwards. Okay. Like with the scale weight, you know, we all know like if you are taking, if you're weighing yourself regularly and you're interested in an average and you understand that there's going to be fluctuations, but the average is the number that you care about. If it's a high day, okay, I'm just going to plug it in and I don't care about this day. I care about my average day. Yeah. So I just wanted to share. Those, those are good. I'm, well, I'm going to try. I feel like now I'm going to have uh reason to pay extra attention next time next time i have a moment and then it's also test test them out interesting when you're in an actual funk and you do go what is gonna make this worse yeah and be honest before you do anything to make yourself feel worse like try and list all these things that make you feel worse then you can kind of do an audit once you're out of the funk and be like well how many of these things now i'm feeling better are actually really not beneficial to me i might not think about it in the moment yeah. i might like scroll through my instagram thinking that i don't care but on some level it's just it's reinforcing probably there's a little seed that. that's being planted and maybe if that's the case okay how do i change that do i just quit instagram do i start unfollowing some people and following some other kinds of people so that it's not just the same 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 message that i get yep every time i scroll i've talked about it before everyone needs to follow lizzo there's a lot of butt cheeks. Put you yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It'll make you really, hopefully, love your butt cheeks and not worry about lumps and bumps and stuff like that. So there is that. There so, is yes, that. I mean, I'm hopeful that um, anybody listening who has been in a bit of a funk can A, realize that it's totally normal and B, you know, maybe use a couple of things with said or whatever to help get out of the funk and stay out of the funk and know that like there's always phases in life where your ideal situation to get your ideal body composition or your (laughs) ideal results just the stars are not going to line up but that doesn't mean it's not all or nothing there's always something there's always a way to get around things there's always a way to like refocus and get like, it's hard if you're working towards something very specifically and then that's denied temporarily. Yeah. But there's not just joy in pursuing that. There's a lot that can be found in other areas that you may not... It may be better. And that's yeah. the thing that, like, you may un- uncover... Maybe I can actually squat. Right? Gymnastics has been really fun. <laughs> like, I'm I'm super excited to sort of see where this journey goes. But I do want to get back to squatting <laughs> at some point. Maybe one day we'll just merge. Yep. Yep. We're still, we're, we're just, we're circling around each other in terms of who's doing better at what at given times. But yes, we're still combined. A very competent athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I only that was like a, a partner workout where you could just like 
Yeah. It was very much divided into like upper and lower body and you could just Oh my gosh, it'd be hilarious. Pick. We do have a we have a partners work competition coming up. We can we should check out those workouts. See, as long as you don't given where it. we're at now, we should see who should do both. Or as long workouts. as only one shoulder is required of mm-hmm. one partner and one foot is required of the exactly. other partner, we'll be fine. It'll be great. You can be in the hopping race. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it. I stayed awake. Yeah, I'm proud of myself. So good. And you sleep like a rock now. Did not get an attack of the narcolepsy mid-episode so i <laughs> uh, really really hope that this one had a couple of gems in there for you and it's useful and uh maybe next time we'll try and find another kind of fun light-hearted well yeah hopefully we'll we'll be feeling not disgusting and not have to talk ourselves out of bad places with skills we'll uh we'll find a we'll find a fun one it's summertime Heck yeah. Happy listening.